I thought I'd just update you all with my dating life, seeing as you guys know me better than my own family does. Um, I went on a date the other day, and Sophie, you're not going to like this. I'm a walking red flag. <laughs> I could have told you that, to be fair. <laughs> I went on a date with this really hot... She was so hot, dude. She was insane. And um, I immediately started talking about clown porn 10 minutes into the day. Oh, my God. I was like... Dude, you don't have to worry about what you did in the bedroom. I used to watch clown porn, not even in a sexual way. I was just interested in it. And then I went on a 10-minute rant about why I hate cranes, like metallic cranes. Oh, my God. You're never going to get a second date that way. I'm never going to get a second date. She's probably going to block me. She's going to ghost me so many hell. Oh, what my do I gosh. Do? You need to work was... on your date etiquette. I Can I just say, there are people who listen to this podcast for advice. Um, in fact, <laughs> in this episode, we're going to be giving advice. Yasmin is banned. Everything they say is null and void. Yeah, 100%. Hello and welcome to On Wednesdays We Wear Black with me, Sophie Kay, and the wonderfully quirky reads books at gigs, Yasmin Sumer. I'm just so quirky. I'm not like other girls. I'm worse. And you read, you like, I totally love hate cranes and i hate i hate no no we're not getting no. into this we're not getting into this it's on site if i see a crane i was on a date with that person that i mentioned and i saw a crane and i had to physically stop myself because i was like no yasmin they're too pretty you can't you can't ruin this next thing i know you're gonna be coming in on this podcast saying oh my god i was reading this article on reddit and did you know that there is a paedophile ring who work out of the bottom of a pizza restaurant. There is. But oh my God, Yasmin, no. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, the birds work for the bourgeoisie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. We're going to start the episode. And on today's episode, it is part de, two. I was trying to think of different languages to say two. Um, um, uh, dos, dos. Yeah, dos, okay. Is that all we've got? This shows I, how shit I, British people I, are at languages. We're literally not even 100%, like we were born here, but we're not 100% British. We've got parents from different... Oh, I've, Ugandan, Biddy. Uh, Biddy. Uh, die, that's what it is in Welsh. Okay, there we go. Okay, okay. Boom, boom, making our ancestors <laughs> proud. We're doing yeah. part... Uno, dos, tres, whatever. Part two of doing... Chatting about your emails. Um, and it's not just emails. It's also social media things. Um, it's by the way, faxes, it's pigeon carriers. It's whatever way you could find a way to communicate with us. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going. Apparently, Yasmin, a way that Gen Z spot millennials is because we always pause when we start recording a video to see if it's recording before we start talking. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I ew, do ew. that. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Do you like, not do I know, that? I know I'm recording because I have lived my life on a phone. That's an ick. You just That's press record ick. and look down at it to make sure it's recording and then you start talking. No, I immediately just press record. And if it didn't record, then I guess the world wasn't meant to see it. Oh, my God. Don't call me an ick. You are an ick. You're no, cancelled. You, know you know what your ick is? The fact that when we called you out for being vanilla, you said, and I quote, mm. I've done it anal vanilla people don't do anal yasmin and so there in your face that was so pathetic (laughs) (laughs) 
Fuck you. Anyway. And fuck the horse you rode in on. Um, right. Let us let's get on. She has a name. No. <laughs> um, so do you want to start first or shall I start? Um, I'll start off first. So. Um, da, 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 doobie, doobie, doo. You're right. doing your own lift music until you find it. Yes. So someone sent this in and it's a screenshot that somebody else tweeted like a, a screenshot of something that somebody else tweeted right um so the person tweeted if you have a touring party that has eight crew members and not even one of them is a woman you are not trying hard enough and someone has sent this to us and said this is a great example that got the issue a rent-free spot in my head i got permission to share this screenshot with you so i'm guessing this person wants us to talk about like touring crews and the logistics of that right yeah i'm so. guessing that's um Oh, yeah. Big fan of the pod. Wasn't sure the best way to contact you, but I had a great topic that I'd love to hear you cover on the podcast. I've seen a lot of people talk recently about how there needs to be more women in the scene. Um, would love to hear your opinions on this. Well, yeah. Oh, we're going in deep. Hard. Yeah. First, without... We're barebacking this one. Right, let's go. back in this one. I, I agree. Women should have rights. Thank what? you and good night. <laughs> I love that. I love when there's, like, any kind of women's issue. Men, especially, like men with large platforms will just tweet women sexism is bad misogyny sucks bro and it's like damn you did the bare minimum baby you did the bare minimum good for you no um yes women should have rights is this a discussion wait more? what you're, you're not even making sense i'm gonna talk about this right now i'm gonna take over okay go on go here's the thing i think it is the problem is these things often get seen as a black and white issue but actually there's a lot of gray in there so let's get into it is it to do with the fact that women aren't getting employed (coughs) or is it to do with the fact that not enough women are getting the support at the first steps and so maybe the the blame isn't actually with the bands about their touring crew maybe the blame actually lies before that yeah because you know what like i think the person who tweeted that is absolutely right. I know who that is. Shout out to Em. Um, absolutely right. Like, there is, there needs to be more women on touring crews and more women generally in the industry, like, throughout. More women of colour, more queer women. Like, if we are going to push more women in the industry, let's consciously remember that we need to diversify that in itself. But for me, it's like, you can't get to a position when you're in a touring crew if you aren't given the chances to begin with. So I think it needs to start from like the local communities and supporting each other. Exactly, because the thing is, is this, by the time you're on tour, you're probably quite open to employing whoever's is the most experienced because you just want it to go smoothly, right? Yeah. Um, you're not running a fucking internship. When you are starting out, it's when you're just hiring your mates. And I think if we, if, if it, maybe if more female bands get supported, more female, I don't know, I'd like to talk to a band about this one day. Yeah, I feel like we should get... Should we get a band on, guys? Let us know. Get a band on and see what it's like. Because I think whenever people say this kind of stuff... Granted, the person who tweeted that is Mm. actually in a band and is a woman who tours. So, like, I guess that's their experience. Maybe we should bring on M. But um, I think there's, like, so many logistics behind it. But I I do think it starts from just supporting more women from the get-go and, like, giving them more opportunities because they can't grow without us helping them grow you know what i mean anyway maybe we should get some people on because i want to know where this sexism comes from and where it starts where it where it's really 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 rooted because um yeah until we get more female bands out there i wouldn't want to be on a tour bus with a load of dudes getting drunk 
Fuck no. I know. I'd be terrified I, to fall asleep. That's why I'm excited for touring Nova Twins because it's going to be so sick because it's just going to be know. a bunch of baddies everywhere. By the way, we're touring with Nova Twins in case you didn't know. You can buy nice. tickets. Anyway. That was a big topic. Next. Anyway, I think that's a whole episode in itself, right? No? Right. It is. It is. But we're moving on because you're taking up too much time, Zephy. Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't need your 10-point power presentation on this. By the way, Yasmin and I are both struggling today. We're both really, really tired. And it might sound like we're being really harsh with each other. But I love you, Yasmin. <clears throat> anyway. Wow. <laughs> so, someone's wrote in and said, for the Q&A episode, as somebody yeah. who's been doing interviews and reviews for an online media slash music website for two years, up to three years, how do I get my work recognised? And how can I move on to other publications such as NME, Alt Press, or print publications? I love writing and interviewing artists, but I want to make a name for myself and start getting paid eventually. I feel like no one is willing to give a chance on a... Uh, I feel like no one's willing to give me a chance or seem like a silly little fangirl. Okay. How long have they been going? Two years. You've not been going long enough. Yeah, to be fair, it took it took me like five years to get where I am now. Like it's that's that's the thing that people glamorise the industry far too much. Um honest to god truth is somebody who's just started to make it. You have to work unpaid for so many years, kiss everybody's ass, um, network to no, God's end, right? And offer something that everyone else isn't. Um, and if you work out that formula and you manage to make it work, then you eventually do get somewhere. If not, you just get really frustrated at the industry. And I'm a bit of both. <laughs> you got. I did it for 10 years. It's like, if your parents aren't rich and you're not really well connected, you have to be willing to do this on the off chance of a hobby for the rest like you have to be going right i might end up doing this forever and never get paid for it yeah people glamorize the industry so much but as two broke brown bitches who came from working class <laughs> families telling you now we had to work our asses off we did not have daddy and mommy's money we did not have white privilege and we are just insufferable human beings as it is um so it was just like it took me five years um and that was fast-tracked because of social media yeah like i think if i didn't have a social media presence and i wasn't able to network on social media i don't think i'd be this far Oh, and do you know what, Yasmin, I really respect you for admitting that as well. Like, I don't think I would be as far in my career as well if there, I think I was good at what I was doing, but I do think I got a little bit of a bump when George Floyd happened, yeah. when he when he died, because everyone was like, shit, we need to employ more black people. And so... And you were the only, like, black female presenter at yeah. your level, which says a lot. Like, exactly. I don't think people speak about this enough. You are one of the only black female presenters I know in alternative music who is this far. And like, I'm not saying there aren't others, but like, you are the most well-established. Like, you are the OG. You, you were the one. And it's crazy to think that it's, it's taken till now for that to happen. Yeah, it's taken me like, yeah, as I say, 10 years plus. So... We're so negative. I'll say, just keep going at it. Like, yeah. all I'll do is... <laughs> it was advice... Yeah, it was advice This poor person just me. quit their career. Like, fuck, not- there's no chance for me. You've got to be really stubborn yeah. and really passionate about what you do to survive this industry. But I'm going to give you advice that Sophie gave me, which is if you just stick around for long enough, people will want to work with you because they know you're reliable and you, they know you're there. Like if you're just like a yappy dog, eventually people are just going to go, okay, what the fuck do you want then? <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, two years isn't long in this scene. Nope. Not at no, all. No, it ain't. Um, but it's also, starting, baby. good for you and thanks for writing in. And um, yeah, just... Yeah, like Yasmin said. Someone wrote in and said, hey, award-winning podcasters. Hey. Advice I, hey. Advice I could use is to how to keep fighting every day. The past two months have been super tough for me and I feel like I'm in a constant battle with myself. I basically bur- buried my emotions for two years, lost my mom, struggling financially, oh. 
feel like I'm not making progress with my dream of being a radio presenter and then breaking up with my girlfriend was breaking point. Any advice to keep to help me keep finding the strength to fight? Sophie, I feel like you're good at this. I feel like you're going to be the one because I my advice is going to be terrible and this is a person who actually needs help. What, as somebody I, who is a radio presenter whose mum died, who was broke and had a nervous breakdown? <laughs> Sophie, you didn't have to put it like that! No, my mum's dead. It's a thing. Um, so... I feel you, first of all, that's rough. Um, the hardest thing is as well, you don't feel like you can break down because you don't have the money to break down. Like I saw all these other people who had parents die and they were allowed to just go home and cry and grieve for ages. But I was like, I had to pay my own bills because I didn't have a family to pay them for me whilst I cried on the floor for, which is what I wanted to do. So you end up holding it all in. What I will say, Fuck me. Seek out therapy. Otherwise, you're going to have a nervous breakdown. Seek out therapy. Yeah. Otherwise, this it, it is dangerous for your existence. And taking a break of two years away from your dream and your passion isn't very long. And it seems like yeah. it's the end of the world. Like, oh, my God, two years. And then you do the math and you'll be like, in two years, I'll be this old. Oh, my God, that's so fucking far away. It's really not. Um, so I would say uh, get yourself into some therapy. The other thing I would say is look into some 12 step support groups um, because they're free and there's one 12 step support groups for everything from uh, childhood trauma to alcoholism to um, addiction, which is most what people associate it with AA and stuff. But there's for codependents, people who are just um, feel like they're too nice. There is something for everybody. Just get some help because otherwise, my friend, you will become your own worst, most dangerous thing. Um, uh, does that sound too negative? No, that sounds like very positive. And does good it? Advice. Wow. I'm proud of you. Um, I'm proud of you, give, my friend, whoever's uh, going through this right now, because fuck me, that sucks. I know where you're at and always feel free to DM me if you, if you need some support. I let Sophie take that one because the next one I'm just stealing. I'm swooping in because, oh my God, do I have advice for this? So someone's wrote in and said, Hi there, I love the advice episodes of the podcast, so I thought I'd mail in. Oh my god, hey! hey. I hope we can help, and if we can't, I'm so sorry. We never help if, really that much, but go on. No, no. Um, my ex-girlfriend cheated on me, so now oh. I'm single again for the first time in a couple years. Oh. I need advice on how to get out there again. I'm not a fan of dating apps and prefer to meet people in person, but it's hard to get a chance between work and the gym. Thank you in advance. Have we read that one? Maybe, let's do it again. Okay. Um, okay, so... Same boat, buddy. Um, I was in a relationship for six years, almost six years, and um, broke up with me and then got with someone else within the same month. And everyone I know has been like, he was definitely cheating on you beforehand. And I'm like, yep, makes sense. I don't have the solid proof, but no, you don't. You don't just get with someone else and immediately start saying you love them until, unless you were with, like, mentally or emotionally cheating on them before anyway um it was really tough when it first started like i had to take a month out just to like cry be sad be depressed embrace all the emotions at first i tried to deny it and be like no i'm fine like it's fine i'll get over it but no sometimes you need to have a messy ugly fucking cry and i felt so stupid at the time like that person I was dating and his new girlfriend used to gaslight me and say, oh, well, you should just get over it. It's fine. It's like, no, when you've been with someone for like six years, you don't just get over it. You're sad. That is a normal, valid emotion to have. And anybody who tells you that you shouldn't be sad doesn't want you to feel that way because they feel bad. Something I learned in therapy. Um, best advice for getting out there is don't push too hard. Like, go at your own pace. 
don't feel like you have to even get out there unless you want to and don't force anything to fill a hole because what you might end up doing is getting with someone just because it feels familiar to you and you feel safe like that to fill your hole (laughs) yeah to fill your hole but also because you feel like that will make you feel like a person again and because it's so familiar it gives you a routine but like honestly the best thing I did for the longest time was just stay single and shag I'm not saying don't get bitches because you know what that's a different story that's a different story but I like I tried to get into another relationship and it just wasn't for me and I'm only now looking at dating someone seriously again because it's been like what seven months six months since I broke up like me and my ex broke up um and even then it's like baby steps baby steps but um getting out there and dating go at your own pace you know get out get out there in the world i met i've met people on bumble but i've also met people irl and i've had the best convos with them yeah but how yasmin because this person is feeling like they don't know how or where to meet people which i think is difficult um so i'd say alternative if you're into alternative music gigs and more importantly like nightclubs and stuff because those kind of settings you kind of expect like to have that in a nightclub more than you would a gig and i think just go up to someone and say oh like i really like your shirt did you see them on tour da, 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 da. i really like your hair what hair dye is that like i always go in and compliment someone because i feel like that can just be a friendly thing and if they reject you you can just be like oh no i was just saying I really like your thing and strike up a conversation with them that way. Dating apps can be good if you're really blunt in what you want because then people won't swipe right unless they actually know that you're on the same level as them. Also, dating apps are hard. Dating apps are hard. Honestly, my advice is just take go at your own pace. Um, is this person be, male? I think so. I think I it's know. a lot harder for dudes with dating. Do you not think? Because if you go up to... If you go up to because they're, they're saying they did, had an ex who was female, so I'm assuming they're het, but... Imagine just going up to people in a club and going, oh, I like your hair. If someone isn't into that dude, right, the way they can cut them down. Yeah, <laughs> Men have it bad. fucking rough dating. They really do. And they don't know where to go at the moment. Tread lightly, but also take time for yourself. That is the best advice. Yeah, if I could go back a few cool. months ago, I would say, Yasmin, don't whore around. Yeah. Be a Christian and then whore around. The- um yeah yeah i agree i just always used to stay single for fucking ages and then do you know what don't give up hope on dating apps um and stick to stay away from tinder because now that's become like a sex app tinder is a sex app bumble is an app for hookups but you could actually meet people that you like i'd go I like hinge bumble. hinge is good hinge is hinge the dating is one and mm. i i would be really open about what you're looking for and yeah that was good advice. I'm proud of us. Proud of us. Yay. So this is uh, the last one from our Twitter DMs that I'm going to read. Oh, someone said, um, can we get an episode on fashion for any and all genders? Talking about good brands, etc. I need to goth up my wardrobe and I'm lost. Right. Oh, I have wow. the advice for you. Wait, they want a whole episode. So should we do a whole episode on that? No, because I can summarise it right now. Oh, I can give okay. you best advice. So firstly three places to look you can look on the cheap fast fashion websites like Shein, like runway you know what i i i know that everyone's like the environment is dying and we global warming climate change yes this is a toxic thing to promote but if you are cheap and you don't have money and you still want to look alternative and be part of the gang and not feel excluded they are good websites to go on you can also go to any charity shop find something cute and dye it black 
I will say this with my whole chest. I have found so many cute things in charity stores. That I'm like, that would look so cute in black. Took it home, put it in the washing machine, dyed it black, boom. Best thing. I've had stuff for years now from the charity shops. Third thing is, there are some good brands like Killstar, Disturbia, um, Mary Wyatt London, Eat and Love, uh, The Great Frog, Dr. Martins, Vans. Um, and then, like, shopping independently. Like, if you just go onto Instagram shop, that's how I found a lot of, like, indie brands. Um, but if you want to dress, like, a specific type of alternative, make sure you are more specific. So, like, if you're looking for goth clothes, type in, like, more goth, trad goth. Type in, like, specific items as well. I think it's always good to have staple pieces. So whatever look you're going for, whether it's, like, scary, menacing mistress, where you've got, like, a corset and, like, a wine glass in your hand and you've just murdered your husband, have the staple pieces from that and then build your outfits around it. Boom, you're welcome, done. <laughs> okay, okay. Fashion icon Yasmin Seaman, who is currently wearing H&M trousers and a Dickies shirt. In orange. Am... In orange, can we point out? I'm wearing black trousers. Okay. You bitch. Ah, uh, you bitch. Ah, uh, you bitch. You bitch. Um, <laughs> right. Let's look at emails now. We've got a we've got a, yes. a few of these. Okay, we've got an email here that says, "Hello there. Thank you for reading my email. It's about your website. Would you like to increase your rank?" I don't think this is relevant. No, I don't either. We could give them advice. Um, We're not going to give them advice. <laughs> okay, so that means I've got this one left. So this is a long one from okay. adam i won't give your surname adam adam says hi sophie and yasmin and adam wanted to point out that they're a massive fan of the podcast and they basically listened to the praise that we had from hellbent for metal shout out to those dudes hey um, and apparently after your guest appearance and hearing your chaotic energy they decided to come and check out we wear black oh my god the amount of people i was at bloodstock <laughs> recently and someone came up to me and was like I love your podcast. I, shout, I think their name was Lisa because they tweeted me. Shout out, Lisa. Shout out, Lisa. Lisa, you were lovely. You were great. Um, and she was bigging me up. And I realised I have such chaotic energy that these poor people, these poor people have to put up with me. Anyway, go on. So this person said, as a cis white bi guy, I try to listen to things that can educate me on issues and struggles that I'm not automatically aware of. I now find myself working in equality, diversity and inclusion and feeling that although I stumbled here, it could be a really good fit for me. That's pretty cool. He says he's a super empathetic guy, but he but also can struggle with things like... Um, anxious depressive episodes welcome to the gang that's why Woo! that's why they found this podcast um he says just this past week i was in the throes of an anxiety attack not full-blown panic attack at that point and decided to distract myself by putting on one of your recent episodes sure enough you had me smiling and laughing before too long isn't that nice oh my gosh i love that now they go on and and they said they've got a couple of questions that they'd like to hear our takes on oh my gosh okay question one I feel you may have answered this before. I know you've answered similar things for certain, but I recently went to my first gig in about a decade. The gap was due to anxiety and basically living the life of a recluse hermit. Anyway, the gig was Jimmy Eat World and it was fucking amazing. I went with a good yes. friend of mine who is my usual gig going partner. However, he isn't into heavier stuff. Okay. Um, so he says he's got some of the gigs that he wants to go to. His friends don't really want to go. So he's wondering whether he should go on or they are wondering if they should go on their own and here's the here's the kicker this person has said 
The main one is Nova Twins in Manchester later this year. The question is... See you there, buddy! Do you think I should go by myself? I have the struggle of anxiety, but I'm at a point where I want to try and push myself a bit. Do you have any advice for overcoming this specific instance? Firstly, see you there, buddy. See you there. We We are are going to be playing Manchester. Come say hi afterwards. Uh, Opening! I know! If you see other people in We Wear Black shirts, you can bond with them. Make friends with them. Um... I go to gigs alone. I love it. It's great. Honestly, as soon as you get in there and the lights go down, no one cares. No one will know who you are. Everyone's just going to jump around and have a good time. I think that's the key, Yasmin, because I think a lot of the time that anxiety, because I've been to gigs on my own, and a lot of the anxiety that I often used to feel was thinking um, I'd get into this weird sense of um, heightened awareness where I thought everyone was hating on me or staring at me and I looking at me because I was alone whether I looked creepy all these kind of things whether they believed I was a real metalhead all of these things would go through my head and the fact is nobody else cares and Literally nobody else cares like as soon as the gig's over people are going to walk out and completely forget that you exist yeah and so just be that I would say go to the gig and think of it as a, like a, a religious experience like a church experience yeah, like going to church, but yeah. instead of washing away your sins, you're gaining more. And instead of doing <laughs> church, you are as far away from church as possible because the church would burn down if you went inside of it. Yeah. So basically, think of it as like a, a religious experience with people. Some people will be with people and there'll be more people on their own. You might not be able to see them, but it's probably because if you're feeling heightened anxiety, you might not be able to see them. Um, so just go focus on what's happening on stage and just focus on having the best time and come say hi to us. Of course, 100% do that. Okay, um, second question. Oh, Go on. Go on, what are you oh, going to say? Oh, there's more! Yeah, two questions. Second question is a bit more complex. I got a friend to set me up on a couple of dating apps, Hinge and Bumble, in case you're curious, and made breakdowns and low self-esteem and feeling incredibly and chronically self-conscious. I feel emotionally confused and that I might be <laughs> falling for developing a crush on the same friend who helped me set them up. Dun, 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 plot twist. Oh no. Um, I know for a fact that if that is truly how I'm feeling, those feelings would not be reciprocated as I am categorically not her type. In that sense, I'm trying to convince myself that if it is a crush, I need to get over it immediately. Though I know it has to fizzle out and isn't on demand. Um, I have a pattern of developing feelings for friends. Discussing it with someone who seems to know better than I do It is from connecting with someone who shares themselves in such an open way that I resonate and appreciate on such a deep level. I guess, do you have any advice on getting over crushes or have you ever felt like you might be developing a crush on a close friend but knew it was hopeless? What do you do? So you, my friend, might be pansexual. Let me tell you all about being pansexual, my brother. Anyway, uh, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, that pansexuality means that you connect with people more because of their personality and you have to actually get to know someone first before you can actually be with them. Um, Whereas bisexuality is just you date more than one gender, right? That's how I see the two of them. I could be wrong and I don't care if I'm wrong because when have I ever been right? Um, What I will say is, firstly, there's so many other people out there like you who can only connect with people on an emotional level before they can connect on a physical level and that's maybe why you're falling for your friends. Um, You can definitely get over this crush. I think you should always remind yourself that, like, you don't actually have a crush on them, you just connect with them emotionally. Um, What helped me, because I'm very much the same, was being more open on dating apps and, like, you know, getting to know people first, talking with people instead of just swiping right and being like, want to hook up? Let's smash. Just give dating apps a go. That's what I say. And really, 
put your whole pussy into it and see what happens. Because I did that, and I I bared all my trauma to the people, poor people of Bumble, and I found someone who I quite like at the moment. So yeah. Okay, I've got a totally different take. <gasps> dun dun Gasp. dun. Gas, go on. It sounds to me that you might be feeling a little bit lonely, and if you identify with that. Um, there is a difference between aloneness and loneliness. And if you are feeling um, feeling like you need more connections and you're not getting that closeness from somewhere, sometimes your friends, when they're providing that, can you can really connect to them and that bond, like there's, it's like a little child inside of you, just feels that bond and reaches out and goes, please, please, I, I love you. Um, and so that's a really tough thing. I feel like you're going for therapy because from some of the stuff you said, so I would say keep going for therapy because it's a big thing. And if that is, if you identify with anything I've said, have a look into Codependence Anonymous. It's a 12 step group and they have a lot of um, help out there. It's really great. It's about building boundaries and things like that um, because crushes on friends that aren't going to be reciprocated is so painful and it's, it's not something that, that can just that'll just deepen loneliness yeah that's that was my that, take that was a smart reply i want to say before we end this episode yeah. the amount of people who i've met in the past few weeks who love our podcast is insane like i've been out and about just doing my own thing i've been at festivals i've just been i've been everywhere and people will stop us and say they love the podcast and it just makes my heart so happy to know that like so many people like us. People like us, Sophie. This is big. Well, that makes a change because I was heavily bullied at school and no one liked me then. So, fuck oh my you, God, bullies. Sophie, did you have to trauma dump? You just ruined it. That I mean, as far as trauma dumps go, that was like mediocre <laughs> compared to what we usually do. Yeah, I know. I know. No, it is really nice to see that people um, get involved and come say hi. Do come say hi. I swear to God, if if I get one message, one tweet from someone who was like, I saw you at Nova Twins, but I was too scared to come say hi. I am gonna find your address. I'm gonna track your IP address, find your home, come around to your house, slap you around the face and say, why the fuck didn't you come say hi? So, um, please don't call the police on Sophie. Um, <laughs> please, we'll send you a free t-shirt if you don't call the police, that'd be really great. Um, yeah, this has been a fun episode. I feel so wholesome when we listen to our viewers and, and listeners and what they have to say because you guys are smarter than we are. We are dumbasses. When we give ther- when we give advice as well, it's just from our perspective. We are not trained therapists. We're actually so so far from being trained therapists. We're terrible. We're just probably we've got that thing where we're arrogant because we've had enough therapy. We think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Stop it! Because you're right. Sounds like every band in the scene. There are so many bands that give mental health and advice, and it's like, mm, really? Okay. Anyway, really qualified. That is the end of this episode. Give us a mm-hmm. give us a, a follow. Make sure you're sending us some emails. Get in touch if you want us to discuss anything in the future. Um, send us an email at weWearBlackPod at gmail dot com. You can follow us at WeWearBlackPod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow me at Yasmin Suman X on everything. I am Sophie K on Everything. Everything. And that's the episode. That is See the you later, episode. folks. We love you. You're sexy. Bye. You were listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week. <laughs>